Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. We greet and welcome all of you this morning in the name of awesome, amazing, and incredible name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank him for another day, brand new day that we've never seen before today. We thank God this morning that we're still in our right mind, have a mind to serve God, got a God to glorify. We know who he is. His name is just so awesome this morning. We love calling the name of Jesus because it registers us in heaven that we are God's children, God's people calling on Abba, Abba Father, our daddy, amen. And he hears us and we know he's going to answer us and he's yet to show us great and mighty things that have not happened yet. So we give God all the praise this morning. Honor my wife this morning who's here with me this morning, Pastor Sharon. Amen. Honor our pastors, Eric and Pastor Phoebe Davis, more than Conquer Warriors Christ Ministry and their followers that are here this morning. And uh, Minister Smith and Bigger that they're on this morning, we welcome and greet them this morning. And any other clergy that's out there this morning, please feel welcome to join us this morning. Amen. This is creating a prayer culture for God. It's all about him. It's not about us. We just thank God that he shared what he's doing with us and allow us to be participants. Amen. And occasionally to use us to say a word of encouragement, to build up the saints and mature them for the work of ministry. Amen. Gifts to the body. Amen. As we uh, declare that's who we are. Amen. Children of God, just like you trying to get home, trying to get to heaven in this world, but not of this world, working every day out our salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. Trying to endure to the end that we can be saved and receive our reward and not punishment at that time. Amen. So it's a labor of love this morning. We don't salary. We're not salary. We just already paid. My, my God, salvation has been paid. So that, that's our reward. Amen. As we endure to the end to receive that crown of eternal life. So we thank God this morning. Joy and excitement in the air. I don't know about you. A lot of trouble in the land, but that's okay. Trouble has been in the land ever since Adam sinned. But thank God there was a second man, Adam, called the Prince of Peace. His name was Jesus. And so he's still restoring. He's still saving. He's still delivering. He's still healing. He's still doing miracles. He's still reigning from heaven above with wisdom, knowledge, and love. And so we thank God that no matter who they elect, 46th president, nobody can do us like Jesus. Nobody. That's the name above every name. And at that name, every knee going to bow, every tongue going to confess. There was people bowing and kissing the image in, 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 at CPAC this weekend, but it wasn't everybody. So you know what, but every knee going to bow to him. That's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so we thank God, amen, for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we're going to pick up our study this morning in the book of John, the 10th chapter. Amen. We're starting a brand new chapter today. Amen. Love this chapter. Love the whole book. Amen. More things that were written that we might know the son of God, amen, and that we have eternal life through him. And so I love these revelations of Jesus Christ, these unfoldings, these unveilings. So we really get to see what they saw and hear what they heard, amen. Some called it good and called him good, and others, man, said he was a blasphemer and a sinner, come from God. God don't send sinners, but he saves sinners, amen, and then he used them. And so we thank God that Jesus Christ is the living word of God, incarnated, made flesh, came among them as he's among us now, full of grace and full of truth. He had not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we, we're, we're delighted this morning. We want to delight ourselves in the word. And so, Holy Ghost, we trust you right now to teach this lesson, to open up these revelations and, and reveal to us, amen, what the, 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 the real true knowledge about Jesus Christ coming straight from his mouth in some occasion, and John who wrote these revelations that we might have the word of God and know the pathway to eternal life. And so we thank you this morning, Holy Ghost, and I have your way. We pray for all of our listeners out there all over the world that's going to benefit from hearing these present 
Greetings in these glad tidings that have come down from the Lord this morning to enlighten us, amen, to revive us and to give us life. At the entrance of that word, I'm calling light into your life right now in the name of Jesus, that it will illuminate any dark area, uncertain area, undecided area in your life and bring some clarity to it. Not only you, but anyone that would be blessed to, and fortunate enough to have uh, this word, access to this word is our prayer this morning in Jesus' name. Welcome everybody else out there. Okay, so let's get in here. Uh, we finished up uh, last week uh, talking about, you know, uh, you know, lessons on the revelations of Jesus Christ. Uh, we ended up when he said that I am, uh, he said, I, I, I am come, you know, verse 39, when he finished that, he says, and Jesus said for judgment, I am, I am come into this world that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind. Uh, and some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, are we blind also? Verse 41, and Jesus said unto them, if ye were blind, ye should have, you should have no sin, but now ye say, not I mean, you say, we see, therefore your sin remain. So about the declaration that Jesus makes there, but he didn't make it off of what they thought. He made it off of what came out of their mouth. And, and, and there's a lesson to be learned there, you know, as, as we go forth today, be cognizant and guarded and protective of what you let come out of your mouth. You know, we always used to used to give this scripture uh, from the book of Proverbs chapter six, verse two, about what we say out of our mouth, because we're snared by that. I mean, we're taken trapped by that, you know, and, you know, and, and we know that we become a sitting duck and a prey for Satan. But here is another concern that we need to have. Jesus going to take those words to and judge us. Okay, so be very careful. Sometimes it's best to just study to be quiet as we read in the book. I think it's First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 10, maybe 11. It says study to be quiet. So as we study this morning, we're also learning what to say, when to say, how to say it, and also what not to say. You know, because we got to give an account for these words and we don't want a bunch of idle words out there. We don't want a bunch of jargon out there. We want to be crispy clear about the word. Amen. That revelation about Jesus Christ. And so we want to be able to train and teach our tongues how to speak like Jesus, minister like Jesus. I love it, man. I was just thinking the other day, you know, about, man, if we want to know a, a good example of a preacher and a teacher of the gospel, look at Jesus. You don't have to look at your favorite bishop or father. They, they, they got all kind of doctrine going on out there right now. But see, Jesus came with, with the truth. He was the truth. He was the incarnated word of God made flesh. And so it behooves us to take a few notes out of his book. Matter of fact, all the notes out of his notebook and teach and preach like he did, you know, and talk like he talked. Be imitators of Christ, ambassadors for Christ, not salesmen, not trying to sell you anything on some good, wonderful idea or plan that we come up with. But, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to be good ambassadors and represent him in the earth good ministers of reconciliation, letting people know that we can be reconciled back to God and doing the work of an evangelist until Jesus comes, amen, and gets his church. So we're going to transition now and go right into chapter 10, amen, because a lot of them were hypocrites, but we're not hypocrites. We're saints saved by grace through faith, amen, and we love the Lord this morning, and he loves us. We're chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation of God, peculiar people called out for him, 
to show praise to him and, you know, his marvelous light is, is in our lives, man. And so we thank God for that. We are that city that sit on the hill, cannot be here. We are letting our light so shine that men and women will see our good works and they too will glorify our Father which is in heaven. So let's pick this up in verse 1. We're going to look at the revelation of Jesus Christ, amen, the, the, the shepherd of life. I love that the shepherd of life. And that's life for everybody. La-di-da-di, no respect of person. Jew, Greek, it doesn't matter. When he came to this earth, as a, he came as a shepherd for life. I love the symbology. I love the metaphoric language here. I understand what he was saying, you know, because he knew who he was coming to deal with. There was a whole bunch of physical sheep herders there. And Jesus knew that they were very familiar with this language, especially the Gentile. They love wisdom. They love wisdom. They love things to be put in layman terms so they can understand what he was saying. That's the beauty of Jesus's message. You know, he's, it's a message that's universal for everybody. You know, he don't cut no punches, hold no punches. He tells it straight, cuts it straight, just like it is. That's what happens when you're the word of God, but at the same time, you're the shepherd of life, you know, and you're looking for sheep. When a shepherd goes out, he's looking for his sheep. He's looking for his lost sheep. And that's what Jesus came to do. And so for the Jews, this, this was a stumbling block. They didn't expect this kind of message. They did not expect this kind of message. But, you know, God, this is why he sent Jesus to try to win them back. Though they were his chosen people and they had rejected him. They had to fail them. They had to, they had divorced him and he was going to divorce them. As we read over in the book of Hosea, uh, chapter uh, two and, and, and all the way through four, where he says that, you know, uh, I have divorced you because you have become a harlot. You know, you, you rejected me. You've denounced me. You denied me. You denied my father, the teaching, you know, which is life for you. You know, I, you know, I want to, I come to shepherd you, you know, and you're perishing for a lack of knowledge of who I am as the shepherd of life. I didn't come to harm you. I didn't come to destroy you. Yeah. I'm going to use judgment, but that's to get you to turn back to your first love, turn back to me, you know? And so he comes to, to reveal uh, this revelation to be the personification of it that John wrote these things down, written for our good, for our benefit, amen, that we might know him, the son of God, amen, the pathway to salvation and eternal life, you know, the only way, amen. So let's look here at this revelation about Jesus being the shepherd of life, you know, uh, and he shepherds his sheep, amen, and he, 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 he does it by being a true teacher, he didn't use no lies. He didn't use no salesmanship, no manipulation, no exploita exploitation of them. He did not come to take advantage of them. He came to save them. Amen. He did not come to try to control them. He came to give them an opportunity to willingly come to him, you know, and obey him, you know. And so that's a good shepherd, y'all. That's a good teacher. So look at, let's look at verse one right here with that in mind. He says, verily, verily, meaning, you know, really, really, surely, surely, you know, the, you know truly, truly, amen, amen. I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. And so, you know, when you operate in hypocrisy, chances are you don't like to go, you don't like to go the, the best way, mm -hmm. you know, the true way. You like to try to come up with your own scheme. Mm -hmm. You know, you always, you know, see people these days trying to outsmart Jesus. Because he, he's not physically here, like, like, but, but he is Emmanuel, God with us through the third person of God here body, which is the Holy Ghost, that paraclete. He ain't going nowhere. He's still here with us. He's dwelling among us. He's like the wind. You know, you don't know where he came from, but you have to acknowledge that he's there. You know, he's like that breath every morning that you feel going through your nostrils. That's who he is giving you life. 
You know, he's still the shepherd of life. He's still giving us life every morning. You know, we say we breathe, we move, we have our being. We're still clothed in our right mind. That's because of the presence of the Holy Ghost. When you take that breath, amen, it ain't luck. It's the Holy Ghost breathing that right in your nostrils, you know, so that you can breathe again. That's Emmanuel, God with us, the giver of life. Amen. And so you see here, man, he, he, he realized I'm talking to a bunch of hypocrites. They're like I'm talking to a bunch of sheep, you know, but they all my sheep. They just some haven't come yet. You know, they, they're, they're not up the fold yet. But Jesus is hoping that they would see him as the door to get to the sheepfold, you know, but they got to recognize him as a shepherd, a true teacher, you know, a man with language they never heard before. You know, how can you deny something you ain't never heard it before? Mm -hmm. What audacity you have. And that's why he called it hypocrisy. He called them a den of vipers. You know, now he's adding to it and saying, look, your misery don't stop with hypocrisy. You a thief and a robber if you try to come any other way but through me. You know, so he lays it out there, man. But he's doing everything in, in layman language. They understood what a thief is. They understood what a robber. They probably put something to death for stealing stuff. Yeah. You know, they had a custom back in the day, man. That you got caught with your hand and cooking, they cut your hand off. Some of these religions out here in some of these foreign lands still do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Cut your tongue out if you lie. Cut your hand off if you steal. Mm -hmm. Castrate you if you rape a, rape a young child. It's crazy. That's a real law. Martial law stuff still goes on today. And Jesus is calling them, man, if you come any other way, you know, I call you a thief and I call you a robber. And this is all in red in my Bible. So, boy, this good shepherd, man, he put it out there, man. He ain't cutting no slack, man. He ain't giving them no false uh, ideas, no false perceptions about who he is. He said, I'm the door. I'm the entranceway. I'm the passageway to get you to a better life, to a more abundant life, to a more peaceful life, you know, to a more productive life, you know abundant life, you know, abundant life. I'm not the one that came to kill, still destroy you. I'm the one that come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly, full, plenteous, nothing lacking or missing, complete blessing, you know, where the Lord make you rich and he add no sorrow, you know, but I'm the door. He said, there's only one way to get to the father who have the treasures of heaven waiting to release them. Open the window over you. If you come to him where you won't have room to receive what God can do. You know, all those benefits, you know, it's just waiting, you know, all those benefits, all those forgiveness of sin, all those benefits, washing away of your iniquity, all the sin and healing to your redemption, to your righteousness, to your peace, to you, all those benefits in Christ Jesus, more grace to be sufficient for you, more mercy every morning that's new every day, joy unspeakable, you know, after you don't wept all night over stuff. You know, and so he goes on to tell them that, you know, but you got to come through the door to get to this sheep pen and become a part of my flock. Amen. Uh, and, and he's letting them know that, you know, it's unsafe out here right now where you living at. Because you got thieves and robbers out here. If they, if they steal from my children, they'll definitely steal from you who ain't. You know, there is no fear, no apprehension there, no respect for the anointed, for, for Jesus, who's the anointed Messiah, Christ, no respect for his children who's anointed because they are his children. They believe on him. You know, he done told them, don't touch. They didn't already kill some prophets. They, you know, they're ready to kill him. And he's telling them, man, look, I, I, I come to provide you with a place of safety and security and protection. Yes. It's only in me, in this crazy world that you live in. It ain't just crazy now. Because we just had this attack on, 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 on the Capitol. Oh, no, this is this dates all the way back to right here. 
you know. And so he's unveiling this revelation about who he is. I'm the one that can secure you. Mm -hmm. Don't you know that Proverbs 18 and 10 says, King James Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Yes. And the righteous run into it and they are saved. Jesus is laying this case out, man. He's saying, just come to me. I'm, I'm, a safe, I'm your safety. I'm your security. I'm your protection against all of this, this hypocrisy, this, this heresy, and this, this, this false teaching, these, you know, this tradition of men that have made the glorious gospel of no effect. You know, I come with a demonstration, too, of the spirit and power of God. Amen. And so he laying his case out, man, inviting him to come into his sheep pen, a place of security, safety, and protection. But he's letting them know, you know, that any other way uh, that, he, that he's, he's pointing out here, you know, if they climb up another way. In other words, what he's saying, Pastor Sherry, there are some false shepherds too. Mm -hmm. False problem too. They come with another way. They come, they come to get you to walk through another door mm -hmm. that does not lead you to safety, security, and protection. You can only be safe if you come through this door. You know, I'm the door. You know, I'm the doorway. You know, and so he's laying it out to them and he's telling them to enter into his sheep pen not the wrong way. Don't go the wrong way. There's only one way. We say in the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, King James Bible, there is that way unto man, that false way that seemeth right, but leadeth to death and destruction, you know, and Jesus is warning them about that way. That's the wrong way. You know, he's saying, I'm the way, enter into this way, this sheep pen, don't go the wrong way, you know, because if you do, you're going to encounter thieves and robbers, murderers, liars, cheats, you know, as we see right now, verse two, he goes on to say, man, look at all this revelation. He just boom, opened it up to them, them uh, you know, and never have they heard anything like this. So let's kind of look at what a true shepherd sounds like mm -hmm. and further explore, man, his argument. And he says in verse two, he says, now here, listen to this as a true shepherd, a true man of God. You know, because remember now, we're trying to pattern our ministries after Jesus. So we want to pick up some of his lessons, pick up some of his technique, pick up some of these revelations, man, that seem like preachers don't care nothing about what Jesus said. All this read in my Bible. I'm interested in this. You know, this is going to make my job easy when I start telling people about safety, security, and protection these days. Yes. You know, blessings, you know, that comes down from the Lord that make us rich where he had no sorrow. Because we know the way of a transgressor is hard. And some of these people, man, if they go the wrong way, going to be transgressed against. Mm -hmm. So let's look at what this true shepherd says here. He said, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. He that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So he's talking about there is an appointed door. And when you see me go through that door, mm -hmm. it's safe for you to go through that door. Okay, because that's the way forward. And if you see your shepherd go through that door, you come through that door, you go in and out by me, and you're going to find pasture. Now, if you go that false way, the other way, you lead into the way of death and destruction. Mm. But he said, watch me. You know, now, now check, out this, check out this analogy here. Check out this revelation right here that's being unveiled to us, Pastor Sharon. Notice what he said. Now, I'm going to go through the door first. Yes. I'm going to be tried and tested first. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, going to lay my life down for you. So, if, so, yeah. so, so, so if you let me go through the door and, and make sure that it's safe, mm -hmm. just follow me. Just follow me. See, just pick up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't have to try to go and explore. The you just have faith and follow me. You just follow me. I'm the shepherd. I'm going to go through the right door. I guarantee you, I'm never going to lead you astray. I'm never going to lead you down a path, a false way, false teaching. I'm never going to use the teachings and the preachings of the Antichrist. I'm never going to use the tradition of men. 
I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. I'm the incarnated word, not only in my, in my word, but in my deed too. Mm. So if you just follow me, if you don't want to take my word for what I'm saying, follow me. Mm. You know, I'm the door. Follow me. I'm going into the sheepfold first. And where I go, it's safe for you. It's secure for you. It's protection for you. I guarantee it. But the key is following him through the door, mm. you know, because he always chooses the right door, mm. you know. And if there is no door, he'll open a door open that nobody can open. You know, if a door needs closing, he'll close it when nobody else can close it. That's who he is. He gives that guarantee. And so that's what we offer people. We offer people through Jesus Christ our way out, which is he was our way out. So he's your way out, too. He's the way out of a lot of struggle, uh, hypocrisy, you know, heresy, all this false stuff. He's still the way, the truth, and the life, as he said in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6. No one can come to the Father except by him. No one can really be safe, secure, protected, or shielded of, uh, unless they come through him. And you're not going to find a whole lot that's good and pleasant and beneficial without going through the right door. And Jesus Christ is that door to the sheepfold. Any man entering through that door, he said, you're going to be saved, you know, and you're going to have eternal life. You know, you're going to have access to the riches of, of, of heaven. The yes. treasures of heaven are going to be poured out. And so Jesus is letting them know, man, that, you know, enter into the appointed door, the door that's been appointed for you. If, if it was sent down from the father, which is Jesus gives us that access. That's the appropriate door. That's the right door. There's many, many doors and opportunities out there. Many, many false teachings and preachings out there leading you somewhere, you know, somewhere. Some of it is a place of no return. Some of it leads to suicide. Some of it leads to drugs. Some of it leads, leads you into human trafficking. You have to be so careful. There's so much cultic, occultic activity out there right now that's messing up the mind of people. You know, you got the Trumpism, they call it. Uh, I believe it's the doctrine of Korah that's taking place right now as I listen to some of those speeches. I said, that's the same kind of rebellion that Moses had to deal with, that God had to deal with when he was leading his people out, out when Moses' cousin Korah and, and Abiram and, and, and Matadam, all of them was right there, man. They're the ones who, who created that big revolt and they lost their lives. It was through rebellion. You know, they, they introduced a different doctrine. They wanted to go back to the Egyptian way of life where they had golden images and calves and things that they worshiped because they were used to that. Mm -hmm. What you used to ain't always the best thing for you. On, if it was, then guess what? Jesus would not have needed to come. They would not have crucified him if, they, if that was the best way. That's right. They have failed and it's failure right now. All this stuff we're seeing trying to promote another agenda, another type of doctrine. You know, it's not sound doctrine. It's not based on anything substantive. Ain't no truth in it. It's still based on the perpetration of a lie. And people are buying into it, talking about teaching it to their children, you know, taking pictures of it, kissing that thing mm -hmm. like it's got some life in it. That's right. You know, but it's an idol and it's an image and God hates idolatry. And so let's look at, let's go look a little further here. He says, you know, go through the appointed door, you know, there's only one way and that's him. Amen. Uh, verse 3, he says, to him, the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Amen. And so what he's saying is this. I'm the potter, and you the clay. He, look at how he uses all this symbology, you know, these metaphors, because we always say Jesus speaks sometimes in these terms. Because he understands his audience, best share. Mm -hmm. 
He understands the appropriate right language and is still based on the truth because it deals with them where they're at. He says, I'm the potter. Right away, this was one of the crafts that they, they used to, to make a living. So that got their attention because now it's like they're saying, oh, he's a potter too? So some potters there in the group can identify with that. Some people who buy the pottery can identify with that because they probably had never seen this potter, this potter before. They, had, they probably was familiar with the local pottery shops, but they had never heard this one speak like this before. So they were interested as people who purchase pottery, people who make pottery. Some of the craftsmen, their man was in the crowd that he got their attention when he spoke their language. I love that about Jesus. The spirit always speaks the language of the people when he's trying to get a message to them, relay a message to them. And look at what he's saying to them, man. He's, he's speaking to them. You know, he's known that he, they're known by him, but they don't really know him. And he said, but the part of openness, he's talking about God. God has opened a way for you to hear me, to hear him through me. Don't pass up this opportunity, okay? Because you're the clay, I'm the potter, you know. And, and, and you know, I'm going to mold you, shape you with this gospel, with this truth. You know, I'm going to mold some of, some of them old faulty ideas you got about stuff. You know, some of them old faulty concepts, suspect concepts you got about, about God and about your Savior. I'm, I'm going to mold that. I'm going to shape that. I'm going to get your mind back like it's supposed to be. I'm going to renew your mind. Okay, you conform into the things of this world now. But I'm here now. And I'm going to do some truth to reshape your thoughts, reshape your mind, your ideas. You know, I'm going to reveal some truth to you that came down from my father. Teach you some, some heavenly principles, some heavenly laws. Going to renew your mind and some, and some things. But he's using that kind of language to talk to them. Because he know the sheep by name, okay, any sheep that Jesus leads, he know him by name. He call you by name. You know, he call you by name. You know, remember when he came to the tomb, he said, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't say, hey, man, in there with all them, 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 them stinky, come forth. He said, no, Lazarus, come forth. Jesus, Peter, who do men say that I am? You know, he always calls his sheep by name. He knows your name. He makes no mistake. You know, when he has a claim on you and ownership of you, he will call you by name. So you will know specifically who he's talking to. I told people when back back in the when I was in Germany and in France and I heard the voice of the Lord for the first time, it was three distinct Lester, Lester, Lester. You know, heard that in my mind and my spirit. And people used to dispute me and say, How you know? I said, Man, how you know it wasn't? You know. Now later in the years I'm learning that the Lord calls you by name. He knows your name. You might think he don't, mm -hmm. but he knows your name. He gets your attention because he knows who you are. Every hair on your head is numbered by him. He knows your thoughts are far. He knows you're going out, you're coming in, you're getting up, you're laying down. God, somebody ought to say, God knows me. God. You know, so I ain't no getting around that knowledge he have of you. You know, you best just start with him. He, he got all the answers. He, can, he got everything already detailed and worked out about your life. You know, and you ought to want to seek him and know your purpose. Amen. And so he tells them there in verse 3, man, you know, that, I, you know, that I'm going to lead you. I'm your shepherd. You know, I'm going to lead the sheep. You know, I lead them out, out of danger, out of trouble, out into the pasture. He lets them out every morning so they can go out and graze in the pasture. He goes out and he watches the activity. He looks out for the wolf. See, he ain't worrying about them because once they enter in by him and go out by him, they safe and they know it. And then they look around and see the shepherd standing there with his staff. They know they're good to go. They know they got somebody to fight for them. They ain't got to worry. They can just be free to graze out there on the hillside, lay by the still water if they need to, you know. 
you know, because he's already prepared a, a place for them in, you know, the presence of their enemies. There are enemies out there. There are wolves out there. There's other things out there. There's other people that steal sheep. And one of the things that I learned as I was studying this lesson is that there was a place out in the, in the, in the pastures, Pastor Sharon, where other sheep herders bought their sheep. And I say, man, this is so significant because if you've got other sheep herders out there and they call the wrong name, you know, somebody else might end up with your sheep. Mm. But see, the Lord calls his by name because he don't want what don't belong to him yet. Come see, on. he wants you to willingly come so that when he call you, you will come and he'll give you a new name. And so there was other sheep. And, and I was reading it said some of those thieves and robbers purposely went out there so that they could steal other sheep. Mm -hmm. And they was calling names, guessing to see. And, and it says sometimes when the shepherd was laying there and taking a, a break in the cool of the day, some of the sheep would wander over to other sheep. And the, and the other sheep herders would treat them like they were their sheep mm -hmm. and add to their numbers. Say, but when the good shepherd was getting ready for them to come back in, he called them by name. And they separated from them sheep. They just they knew who they were. They knew his voice. And they knew another voice they couldn't follow. It was okay while we was out on the hillside. But the shepherd now is getting ready to take us back in. We came out by him. We got to go back in by him. You know, he is the door. I thought that was so interesting when I was studying that. You know, same stuff go on today. People come up with all these new things and trying to win people over, knowing that people are already in the ministry somewhere, but they just, you know, they, just, they, they don't care. Some of them will go plant themselves in a ministry to start a ministry, start sowing discord and all that strife and stuff, division. Next thing you know, man, 65% of your congregation going with some, with some false shepherd, starting the ministry over in the hotel down the street. Now you've got 15 people left over and they're wondering where their friends at. They're wondering, man, they must have had some good stuff to tell them because they went over there. No, they were nameless sheep. Mm -hmm. They was nameless sheep. They didn't hang around enough, long enough for God to renew their name and give them a new name. Mm -hmm. Disgruntled, unstable, double-minded. You know, we know them. Verse 4, he goes on to say, you know, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. So number one, he go before them. That's key. Uh, you know, they know the shepherd. Okay. They know his voice. They follow the shepherd who goes before them. Okay. What happens while they out there? They always know that voice. They can always come back to him. You know, that's why we pray for prodigal sons and daughters. They can always come back to that voice. Always come back to that first love. Backsliders always can come back. Why? They got a name, you know, written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They just need to repent and come on back. Come on. And the lost sheep don't have a name yet, so God is trying to give them a name, you know, sheep, uh, you know, of my sheepfold, you know. And he goes on in uh, verse 5, and he says, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the stranger. And so he's telling them, look, as you picture them on that hillside, four or five other groups of sheep over there with their shepherd, you know, if, if the place was so big, they were saying that all of them could go out there and graze in the same area. Mm -hmm. But, you know, look at what Jesus is saying right here. He's saying, flee from a strange voice. Mm -hmm. And so this is usually what happened. If you picture this man, the minute danger came up and they heard a different voice, Jesus said, flee from it. His sheep know how to flee from that strange voice. If you're not his sheep, 
you might wander off into a danger, danger that way under man that seeming right, yeah. but lead it to the way of destruction. Satan got a lot of appealing stuff out there. The mm. world got a lot of enticing stuff out there. There's a lot of seducing, enticing spirits if you don't know the truth. M much deception, many lies. Make that thing sound so good, you just got to have some of it. But the Lord said, flee from those voices, you know, because they don't mean you no good. It's false. You know, you can't get no truth out of a lie. Only thing true about a lie is it's a lie and it's still a lie and it's always going to be a lie and it's of the father of lies. <coughs> it has a voice. A lie has a voice. Make things sound real sweet and real good for you. But the Lord said, flee from strange voices. Uh, verse 6, he says, this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake. Amen. And so this parable, what he's saying was here was uh, they it was not understood, but only by his sheep because mm. he wasn't talking to anybody else but them. That's right. You know, he That's wanted right. to give his sheep a chance to come to him. And if any other sheep <coughs> that was not of that fold mm -hmm. heard and saw what they were doing, a lot of times that's how it works because they see these sheep, man, just off of his voice. They're separating. They're fleeing. They're going right back to him. And they began to wonder, Pastor. Mm -hmm. Look at all them sheep going following him. You know, it causes the curiosity. It causes the provoking for people to wonder, you know, why, why, just off the voice, just, just by him calling, they took, by name. And they knew that they had, their shepherd had never named them. Mm hmm? Had never named them, you know. You know, it's this former president who got all these folks, called them stupid before. Mm -hmm. The American says, these Americans were stupid. They'll vote for me anyway if I tell a lie, kill somebody on Broad Street. No name, you know, just out there. The, the, the FBI never gave them names, you know, white supremacist extremists. You know, KKK, all, these, these are not names of, of shepherd. These are lost sheep. Mm. You know, Jesus, that's why he used this language. I'm a shepherd and you're a sheep, you know, and I know your name. You know, I, I'm the good shepherd and I produce good sheep. Not some of these radical mindsets that are out there right now. Okay, let's do a couple more of these right here. And we're going to wrap this up. Uh, now we want to take a look at what Jesus said about himself. I'm the door. I'm the gateway. Any man come in by me, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pastor and eternal life. It leads to eternal life. Verse 7, he says this right here. Now, the only way, rule out everything. This is the only way to, to God the Father. Jesus is making this case. Then said Jesus, he's talking now, unto them again. Verily, verily. In other words, truly, truly, surely, surely. This, 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 is, this is accurate information I'm giving you. I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Notice what he said. I'm the door of the sheep. Okay. Not the false way, not the way that leads to destruction, mm -hmm. you know, not the way of the lie, the deception, the manipulation, exploitation. I'm not a salesman. You know, he says, I come to represent my father in earth. You see him, you see me, you see him. But we are one in the same. And so Jesus is letting them know that, 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 know that I'm the only gate for the sheep and I'm the only way to God. You know, only way to safety, protection and security. And the only way if you plan on getting to God, I am the door of the sheep. I'm that way. Verse 8 he says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. He leave, man, he, he, he turning over every stone because they didn't come and offer you a sound way of protection, security, and safety and a guaranteed ticket to heaven when you die. 
because they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They couldn't fake it. They couldn't make it up. They could not offer you eternal life. That's why I came to give you that life and give it to you more abundantly. A prosperous life here on earth and a better life once you leave earth. Mm. Nobody could do that. And I'm the way to get to God to do that. And so he's calling them out, man. He called them robbers and thieves. And, but the sheep did not hear them. All others are thieves and robbers of what he's saying. False messiahs, false teachers, false prophets, false evangelists, you know. And the proof he says here is the sheep did not listen to them or their teaching. They still follow Jesus. See, that's the proof right there. You can say whatever you want to say. And then as soon as some conference comes, you sneak away for a weekend. And then by somebody looking for you, you got problems at home. And they calling your pastor. Pastor saying, where's, where's sister so-and-so? Where's brother so-and-so? Pastor, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was told not to say nothing. But they left last, they left Friday night driving to New Orleans or wherever you go. Las Vegas. Hmm. wonder what voice was calling them to that place. And then when you, they come back, they don't say nothing. You know, they sick. Now they calling for prayer. You saying, well, well, what happened? Well, Pastor, you know, I, 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 you know, I went with some friends and it wasn't what I thought it was. I probably should have checked with y'all first, but I'm sick of the dog. <laughs> well, you followed the wrong voice. You know, got led away, pulled away. Friendships will get you in trouble, man, sometimes. So you got to go with your own conviction. Amen. Listen. Not to them, but listen to the teaching. Verse 9, he says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastors. Jesus now letting them know that I am, rule out everything else. I'm the only gate. I'm the only door. I'm the only way that leads to salvation. And from salvation, conversion, we get you to, you know, to heaven in the end when it's all over. Eternal life. Man, what a deal. Man, what a, what a, what a, Five-fold miracle blessing there. You know, you get you get heaven here on earth, you get a crown of salvation at the end, and then you get to spend eternity with him, you know, where there'll be no more sickness, no more problem, no more struggle. Man, I would have I, I, I'd have followed him, boy, if I'd have been there, man, I would have dropped everything because that leads to salvation right there, what Jesus is telling them. And he says, It's given, you know, I'm giving you. A chance, he says, shall go in and out. That's security right there. You'll be safe. You'll be protected. You'll be guarded because I'm the good shepherd watching out for the sheep. And he says, uh, you are given abundant provision, meaning pastor. That's what that means. Abundant provisions. It's so big. It's so much. You know, he calls it a pastor because they want them to envision how big it is. You got other herds out there feeding it so big, you know. You got running fresh water out there. You got an abundance of, 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 of resources there. That's how God is. He said, man, my blessing's so big, you ain't got room to receive it. You know, won't have room to receive it. Last verse, and we're going to end right here for this morning's teaching. He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and for to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus is the only gate or the door that leads to an abundant life, a plenteous life, a full life, nothing missing, broken or lacking. In other words, when he blessed you, you're blessed in that life. It's the better life. It's a larger life. It's a bigger life. It's a life that God promised you. Amen. All others will come to steal the life that God has given you. Take it away from you. Destroy it if they get a half a chance, as we saw them try to do on the 6th of, <coughs> 6th of January. And if we would have been there in a uniform, they probably did the same thing us and called us the N-word a few times too. So Jesus comes to give life. And, and that's the message right there. That's the revelation. Jesus comes to give life. He don't come to take life. He comes to give life, even though he has the power to give and to take what he gave. Yeah.
you know. But he would rather we have life, rather we have eternal life and life more abundant, you know. Plenty is full, best, larger, better. And so, amen. That's the revelation this morning. We hope you got something out of the lesson this morning. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for the word, for the revelation of the word this morning. Jesus, you came to give life. You are the good shepherd. You came to open doors that nobody can open, close doors that nobody can close. Just show us a better way, a way of protection, security, and safety, Lord God. If we go in and out by you and follow you out the door, follow you back into the door, listen for your voice and not a stranger's voice, Lord God, because anyone who came before you and after you, they're thieves and they're robbers and they come Lord God, and when the wolf comes, they scatter the sheep, and Lord God, they are nowhere to be found. But we thank God for the good shepherd who never leaves the sheep, Lord God. He's always there to provide them with safety, security, and protection, Lord God. And Father, when his when their names are called, because he knows their name, he knows our names, he knows our thoughts are far, he knows everything about us. Every hair on our head has been numbered by him, and we're not the only one. There are other sheep that's not of his fold yet, and he's yet calling them as we continue to teach and preach these revelations of Jesus Christ. We're praying for the audience out there that heard these present greetings and tidings, the good tidings this morning, it comes across as good news this morning. Good news just right now convicting and motivating this morning, penetrating this morning, uh, dividing between soul and spirit and bone and marrow this morning. It's cutting. It's, it's, it's impenetrable this morning that someone is receiving this word deep within their inner man right now, Lord God, and their thoughts are being discerned right now. They're making up their minds this morning to lost to be saved and become a part of the sheepfold because they've heard the voice of the good shepherd this morning. The backsliders have heard of familiar voice and they're coming back to God this morning because they realize he's still married to them. And even the prodigal sons and daughters, Lord God, they're realizing that a door has been opened, a way has been made, and it's the way that leads unto eternal life. And they're turning around and coming back to their first love. They're returning right now. And so we give you the praise going on. We pray to you, God, the God of the harvest that you sent forth labors into your vineyard that will carry forth these types of messages, speaking what Jesus spoke, teaching what Jesus taught. And Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor for it right now because it is the power of God in the salvation for all who shall believe good news of the gospel good news of the cross of jesus his death his burial his resurrection his crucifixion his him lord god getting up out that grave with the victory and giving it to us through yes father so we give you praise we give you glory for the victory you've already given us through our lord jesus christ we thank you now we invite others to come and be a partaker of this victory lord god so we thank you for it and we praise you for it for us in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of your son, Jesus, that we pray this morning. Thank you for these revelations. Thank you for this knowledge that we have received this morning. Now, Father, may we go forth and share it and apply it to our lives that others might look upon us, Lord, and see the Christ in us and follow us as we follow Christ, Lord God. It's no longer eyes, no longer we, but God, it's the Christ that lives inside of us. We thank you this morning for your Holy Spirit, Emmanuel, with us, God with us, Lord God. He's in us, oh Lord God. He's with us. He's a paraclete who walks alongside of us, assuring us, Lord God, that God is real, God. He's who he said he is, and he brings it all back to our remembrance at the appointed time. Teach us things that we don't know, bring things back, and he shows us things to come. So we thank and praise you this morning. Now, God, seal this word in the hearts of the hearers out there. Lord God, let them begin to take this word, Lord God, and live by this word and do this word because you don't want us to be forgetful hearers, but doers of the work. We give you the praise going on for it now. Bless the comments that are about to come forth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.